This week, I'm here with Rory. I don't know your second name. Clark. Oh, I did yes. know that. Rory Clark. Um, if you don't know Rory Clark, he is a young gentleman <laughs> who is a phenomenal dancer, in my opinion, and a lot of other people's opinion, I believe. Um, how old are you, Rory? 16. 16. Okay. So the reason I wanted to have Rory on the podcast is um a few things is obviously a bit of a messed up difficult time for many reasons kind of like in the world as well as um in the dance scene and i think we have a lot of conversation or i do anyway like have a lot of conversations about the scene about life and stuff with like i mean all the ones on the podcast like with other adults and i think what was important to me is like we can talk, I, I think we often talk about the scene, about the younger people in the scene or to the younger people in the scene, but like, I don't see that we often talk with them as much. So that's what I'm doing here. Um, I've also had a couple of kind of like half conversations with you about some stuff that you were maybe not concerned about, but thinking about, I guess, mm. things that were on your mind. And I was like, let's just do this on the podcast because... I think it'd be interesting to hear your opinion on stuff in the scene. Um, I wanted to give you a chance if there's anything that you want to ask me or talk about in particular, or maybe to address, like it doesn't have to be that I give you the answers. Um, I also don't know that I'm going to be able to give you any <laughs> definitive answers on anything, um, but I can give you my opinion for sure. That's what I'm here for. Um, so yeah, I think that's kind of sums it up really is why I wanted to chat with you. Um, and yeah, just I think it would be a completely different perspective on life and the scene. So give me a little background on you. So you just finished your GCSEs? Yeah. yeah. And what are you going on to do now? Um, just A-levels. Cool. Uh, yeah. And what are you doing A-levels again? Uh, maths, economics and graphic design. Sick. So, yeah. Cool um what and so yeah because you couldn't is, is there dance options to do or? um there is but since it's, it's free education yeah may as well use it to get something that i don't need. already have sick that's but. very smart um and you don't know what you're gonna do after yet no clue do you think you'd want to go on to like more dance education or are you going to kind of keep that same thing when you go towards university age um i'm not sure i think if dance becomes a a career that's possible yeah then yeah i'd like to take it but if the if it doesn't work out then i know i have other things i can do and mm -hmm. yeah so kind of in a way like giving yourself a like a plan b backup yeah. kind of thing okay cool was that your idea or did you get advice from parents um, or how did that work i mean the choices were were just me yeah uh, i've always sort of had an interest in maths and economics is something i find interesting too cool graphics i've sort of picked up recently yeah um so i may as well study that as well get some actual instead of just making everything up as i go along get a bit more guidance yeah, yeah. fair enough nice and so dance wise you've been dancing how long now um maybe seven years okay and are you uh, like London origin originally? Are you a Londoner? No, no, no. Where at are you all. from? Uh, Winchester. So I don't know where that is. It's maybe 
the closest <clears throat> big city is Southampton. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So maybe an hour on the train. And that's where you live now? Yeah. Oh, and you came all the way here for the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you, mate. That's super nice. I appreciate you coming up. Um, I didn't know, actually know you were coming from that far. Yeah. Um, that's super nice of you. And uh, yeah, we did have a chat with Rory's mum and she said it's fine if I swear. <laughs> um, she, her, her exact words were he's been dancing in London since he was 10 so he won't mind the language so <laughs> we have a bad reputation guys um, yeah so tell me so how how long would you say you've been, been like a part of the London scene or the dance scene in the UK Um, I don't know I think the battle scene I joined maybe two years ago mm -hmm. um but i wasn't really didn't know many people uh just did like just a boo kod yeah um didn't really get anywhere past prelims but just caught sort of out first round mm -hmm. um but dancing so yeah i've been up in london with zoo nation yeah. started when i was 10 so i guess I've been in the UK dance scene for six years. Okay. But I wasn't really uh, involved in anything like, how do I say it? Sort of, I wasn't really involved heavily in anything yeah. at all until maybe like a year, year and a half ago. Okay, interesting. So do you feel like... At what point did you feel like, oh, I'm part, I'm like a figure in this scene, like I'm a part of this scene, or when did you feel like I'm still on the outside, like looking in? Um, I think it was, yeah, pretty recently that yeah. I felt like I was really involved. It's when you, I felt like the point where I would be in an event and I'd know like a decent amount of people there. Right. I could kind of know wherever I go, I'll know some people. <laughs> I'm having like, a reasonable amount of success like passing pre-selection or mm -hmm. whatever you know i think at that point i was like oh, i can kind of say i'm involved in the the battle scene uh yeah i mean it was never something where i was like i'm in the scene or yeah you yeah. know it just sort of happened naturally I okay guess. but you kind of got to a point where you're like you kind of looked around you're like oh i know everyone like this is kind of yeah. this feels familiar to me like yeah and even if i don't know them personally I think a lot of people I know of and some of them, they probably know of me, but mm -hmm. we just haven't had the conversation or anything like that. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You kind of know that you're in the same network as, mm. as a lot of other people in the yeah. scene. Right. Right. Fair enough. And what were your, did you have like first impressions when you came into the scene? Anything that like, how does the scene look to you? Cause I'm looking at the scene from a completely different perspective. Mm. And a lot of the people that I dance with or, I'm friends with now um we're maybe similar ish generations like the people that I hang around with the people that I've had on mm. the podcast Kieran etc like similar ages so there's some people that have been around a bit longer some people that have been around a bit less but you've kind of come in to almost a different scene than I've spent most of my career in mm. so yeah what does it look like to you anything that stood out to you anything you felt from the scene um you can be you can be negative if you I want. don't know I mean <laughs> I think it's been nice because from what I've heard, the UK wasn't always like a... Dancers from the UK weren't always at the same level as everywhere else in the world. As in, like, we weren't sort of respected. 
um, from what yeah what I've heard. Um, just think it's been nice to come into a scene where the same people who you might see at the top mm. in whatever style, you can then see like doing well somewhere like summer dance. So I think mm-hmm. it feels like the past already been made for people that then want to follow that. Nice. Um, so you feel like there's some sort of groundwork set for you. Yeah, definitely. Right. Um, I mean, everyone's been been nice. Haven't really yeah. had any bad experiences with people or, Sick. or anything. I think, <clears throat> yeah, it's just I enjoy being there at events, at battles. I enjoy having conversations with people who I meet there. So, mm-hmm. and yeah. do you think that kind of how you feel is is a representative of the rest of your generation do you think a lot of people that you hang around with feel similarly like positive about the scene i'd say so yeah i mean i haven't had a conversation with anyone of my sort of age which has been particularly negative about the way things are yeah interesting that's good though that's really good Yeah. yeah it's true like i mean I can only speak from my perspective and I've only been in the scene how long I've been in the scene. You know, there's people that have been here way longer than me, but um, from my perspective, when I started, it wasn't so much that we weren't respected because that was a lot of what I heard when I first started was, oh, we're not respected in all these like European battles when we go to France and we go to this place and we go to this place, like people don't respect the UK. I heard a lot of that when I started and then I started to travel and I realized, I don't think it was that we weren't respected. It was just that no one was traveling. And then we went at events. So it's like, mm-hmm. how can people, like, you know, if we're just here doing our own thing and dancing in our studios and stuff like that, and we're not out, there was people traveling, not that many. So it's hard to be like, oh, the UK are dope at hip hop. Because it's like, we don't know that until we see them, if you know what I mean. So then yeah. we'd go over and talk to people and they'd be super nice. And, you know, they like even event organizers and stuff, they'd be like, oh, sick. Like, I didn't know UK had this, like I had a scene or this or that. And, oh, I've heard of this guy. And, you know, there's people like Kofi and Turbo and mm. Ivan and um, Malcolm and who else was traveling from that generation? Swarf, um, Kemrick even like in in certain places um I'm talking battle scene but like those are the people they're like oh I know this guy but I didn't know the UK had like a scene and that's what I think the difference is is like it wasn't like they didn't respect us it's just like you meet one or two dancers and you don't realize that there's other people Mm. and to an extent there wasn't really there wasn't especially with some styles like hip-hop and stuff there wasn't that many people so I think now that we're getting the recognition yes because the level's risen for sure. And the people that are traveling are way better and starting off way younger. Um, like, bro, if you were in the scene in 2007, you would have been like killing everyone. You would have been winning all the battles. Like, do you know what I mean? Like the level has risen super quick um, in the last like, what, 10, 13 years of like, yeah, you would have been like this, like you're good for sure. Like, and I'm not saying you're not good, <laughs> but like you've got a lot of competition in yeah. your age group and above, you know, there's a lot of people that could look, give you a run for your money. I don't think that would have been the same if you were at your level in 2008, nine, like mm. you would have cleaned up. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think that for me, that's a lot of the like respect thing is like, we just didn't have that much of a scene and it's hard mm. to give respect to something that's not so there mm. yet, you know? Um, so that's good that you don't have any like negative experiences or anything like that. Cause I feel like a lot of time there's, how do you feel about all the, 
I don't know, there seems to be a lot of like back and forth on Facebook and social media about this and that. And do you see or feel any of like anyone arguing or the older generations or? Um, I mean, I have Facebook. I'm not really <laughs> on there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so on Facebook, no. Uh, on Instagram, I see stuff, but sometimes I'm like, it's not my place to get involved. Fair. Because a lot of the time it isn't. Yeah. Um, I think... I don't know. I don't see too much, if I'm honest. Okay. Um, I might hear about it second, third hand. Yeah. But I'm never seeing it really play out. Fair. Yeah, there's not... I mean, there's not too much. Like, I think we're pretty good as a scene, to be honest. Um, yeah, it's just interesting to see what you kind of... What you hear and see from your perspective, mm. you know? Um what about so you've kind of come into this scene where you what like you said like there's a lot of people that are kind of here but are also like doing great mm. across the world you know you've got like even like brooke and sean and people yeah, like that yeah. who are like killing it in like popping battles across the world dixon um even the hip-hop like Kashmir and, and all those people um so that must be cool i guess to have them be like some mm. of your mentors as well yeah, like people definitely. that you're hanging around with and getting to train with um do you still feel like are there dancers that you're like a fan of? Like how how connected to people do you feel? Um, I think there's some people who I definitely look up to, and I feel like I don't know them. Mm -hmm. We might have exchanged words a couple of times, yeah. but but never really anything too much. Um, I think, especially being kind of mentored by Kieran and Kashmir, it's sort of like. If they're not a friend of mine, they're a friend of a friend. Right. Because right. of them. Um, especially with like within most styles even. Yeah. Um but yeah, I think there are definitely people I just see and I have a lot of respect for. Um, I'm not sure if I'm, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, if I see their name come up on like a YouTube recommended, I'll definitely click on click on the video. Yeah. Um so yeah but you kind of see them as maybe other dancers doing the same thing that you're doing as opposed to like people that like you know like me watching the nba or mm. watching the champions league or something is like oh these are like superstars almost like you don't see any dancers like that you more see them mm -hmm. as like you're you're you play for arsenal and that's just a, a sick player from manchester united kind of thing like they're just other people around the scene uh, i definitely see them as uh like on a a good few probably more than a few like a lot of steps up in like the food chain or whatever right uh people like frankie or like poppers like brooke dixon mm -hmm. sean uh but i don't know I, yeah i guess even could, worldwide like anyone that you would be like um, oh like oh yeah definitely okay um but i don't know <laughs> I, yeah i have people i'm definitely like that's so sick. I'm yeah, never yeah, gonna yeah. be as good as them. <laughs> um, what sort of people? Who, who would you? Uh, who would you name? I mean, in terms of house, people like Ijo, um, Tony McGregor, yeah. Kwame, uh, just like people. There are definitely people. I'm just sort of like, how is anyone ever gonna be <laughs> as good level? as that? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Fair I enough. think it's just. Uh, um, they it's it's a motivation to try and be up there, mm. um, but at the same time, I'm sort of like, that's just for them. Mm. It's sort of like I don't know. 
How do you mean just for them? As in, uh, especially people sort of within house mainly. Uh, that's sort of where my focus is mainly at the okay. moment. Uh, I think part of me is like you, I'll never be at the same level as the people who were there when it was happening. You know? Yeah. Because yeah. there's an element of will I ever actually be authentically that, you know? Interesting, yeah. So I think there's there's almost like a, a separation where skill level you could be better, but they'll always be better. Interesting. Well, I guess it depends what you, what you how you define better. Mm. Because it's like you said, like skill wise, it's like, you know, you could have someone if we set the parameters of like how to judge a battle, right? It's like you could have someone that invented a style, but it's possible to as soon as we set those parameters, it's possible for someone to get better than that person, right? Yeah. Um, but kind of what you're saying is there's some layer of authenticity around being kind of like part of the birth of a style or mm. a culture that you kind of recognize that you won't have. But do you feel like that would hinder you in terms of competing? Do you feel like there's something that that brings to a competition um, that you won't be able to bring? I mean, I'm not too sure because I haven't really um, competed against um, those types of people. Right. Um, I mean, I think I've definitely seen, maybe not in person, but online, uh, people who are well-known or just like they might have clearly lost the battle but because they know that the next round like let's say it's first round quarterfinal i've seen some things where i'm like i feel like you kind of got beaten in that mm -hmm. battle but because of who you are because everyone knows what you can do in the final you can <clears> smoke everyone or like smoke whoever it is yeah like we're gonna give you a pass even though you yeah. kind of lost yeah i um, think that happens <laughs> to be honest um i mean this is tough because also it's like there's no real consensus on what if that's the right word what should be included in judging mm. like we think there is breaking is maybe the closest to it but in top styles and like shout out to renegade for trying to bash everyone's head in about <laughs> making judging be taken seriously but like you everyone even the best judges have criteria right but they have different criteria to each other like i mm. feel like i'm a decent hip-hop judge um for the level that i would judge at and so do i think kieran is a good judge but when we talk we have different criteria and we've mm. disagreed a lot of times on who won a battle and i'm like nah like they didn't win he's like no you're wrong they did and it's like you can you can look at kieran's ability compared to my ability to say who's right and who's wrong but in terms of intellectualizing judging if that makes sense you mm. there's no real rigid rules on what should or shouldn't be brought into judging so mm. there's some people that might say oh well the yeah the the fact that they were around or whatever brings something else that they would include in the judges whereas i mm. don't think i would i would like if we're setting this competition uh boundaries i guess or, or competition format for me, it's just about the dance. It's like, mm. I don't care if you're better or worse. But even having said that, it's very hard when you're judging 
to keep bias out is very hard. And it's like, it, it swings both ways. So it's even like when I've been judging my friends, right? You automatically think, right, I'm going to be biased towards my friends. So you think, oh, I might, I, I, might, I know that I might want to vote for my friends. But then what sometimes happens is because you're trying so hard not to do that, you go hard against your friends and you make them lose every round when if that was not your friend, you would have been kind to them. Do you know what I mean? So even swinging the opposite way, it's hard to mm. keep your bias in check because we're all human, you know? Mm. Yeah. So it's hard to judge for anyone, like even the most experienced, it's hard to, to not be swayed by, oh, this is a like super famous person or, mm. oh, this is a super, like this guy was integral to the culture. I can't make them lose against some kid who's just showed, you know what I mean? It's, it's tough. Um, so I get that and I think it does happen. Um, this interesting though, cause we were talking before me and you were talking about like, what were we, I'm just looking at my notes. Um, no, it's not on here, but like we were talking about like what is being authentic mm. to the culture, I think. Um, cause that was, wasn't it, you were, you, you, something about the podcast I did with Frankie. Yeah. What was it? What was that that you, you um, were talking about there? Cause that was interesting. I'm trying to remember. Um, I think partly because I'm young. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people, uh, I think I sort of mentioned it to you. Mm-hmm. Um, On the podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where it's sort of taking your your heritage and your culture and putting putting that within your dance. Yeah. Um, and sometimes I'm just sort of like white kids, white family, middle class, white area. Where does that really fit? within like a black culture and Mm. with you know I think sometimes I'm sort of like am I ever going to be truly authentic just because like the the history of the culture and the history of me are so far apart yeah um interesting yeah and before I comment on that like how does it does it make you feel any type of way like kind of feeling that stuff or, or questioning that stuff does it make you feel i don't know anything mm. i mean i still do it so but i think there's a an element of i sort of sometimes i think oh if i can be uh like technically skilled no one can fault that mm-hmm. um so if it might not be authentic, I think I make a effort to try and make sure I've learned something right mm-hmm. so that at least that part of my authenticity isn't can't be challenged. Or if it is challenged, I'll be able to say I kind of did what I could to try and learn it right. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Which I is guess. fair enough. Yeah. 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 I think it's interesting. Um, and like this is why the conversations come up a few times about, you know, being authentic. And yeah, like you said, like not being from the culture that like being a guest in the culture, Mm. you know, and I don't think it's a negative thing. I think a lot of people see it as like it's negative to be called a guest in the culture. And it's almost something that they want to reject and be like, no, I'm part of it because of this and this and this. And it's like, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just recognizing that we are taking part in Mm. a culture that we slash our ancestors or 
descendants didn't have any part in yeah. <laughs> except for maybe creating the oppression <laughs> but um yeah so i think it's interesting and i think you know what's important to me is like i don't think there's a right answer i don't think there's like a box that you can tick and it's like ah oh, you're a perfect guest in the culture thank you you know because it's like I've had conversations with so many people where one person's going to say one thing, one person's going to say another thing, depending on where you're from. Like I've had, I've had conversations with black Americans who have said one thing and then black English people have said different things. And even another black American might contradict both of them. And it's like, if you, I think if you chase trying to do what you're told, you're never quite going to get, you, you might drive yourself insane because every person you speak to is going to have a different opinion on what you should do as an ally in, let's say in the wider sense in this thing as an ally or more directly with the culture of how to be um, a participant or a guest in the culture. So my opinion, and I am not an expert to be giving you advice on this, but I was just speaking as like two people that are trying to find our way. My, the way I go about it is, you've just got to kind of take in as much information as you can, keep your eyes and ears open as much as you can, listen to everyone. And then you've kind of got to go with your heart and trust that you're a good person if you're moving from a place of good intention, you know, because it's like, and and also what comes with that is acknowledging when you fuck up. So it's like, if you're like, oh, I'm gonna, you know, I think that this is the right way to do it. Like two people have told me I shouldn't do this and two people have told me I should. I'm going to do it, whatever the thing may be. And then you do it and everyone's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> that didn't help, you know, or whatever. I don't know what this hypothetical mm. situation is. You've just got to go, okay, I pull it, you know? And I think that's, for me, is the best way any of us can go about being humans, let alone like guests in hip hop culture. Like mm. how, where's the rule book on how to be a good human? There really isn't one. And people, I think, want to act like there is. And it's and there's like boxes to tick and and set guidelines of how to do things, but there isn't. So in any case, it's like you. It's there's <laughs> there's on two ends of the spectrum. There's really obvious ways to tell when someone's not a nice person. There's really obvious ways to tell when someone is a nice person. But in between, it's like you don't know. Like there's mm. things that you could do that seem like you're being really nice, and then not. You know what I mean? Like, depending on yeah. your intention, like, it's it's a tough one, man. Um, I think it's interesting what you said about, yeah, like, making sure you learn things right. And kind of, that's a respect to the culture yeah, in a way. Um, I feel like people like Eminem did that, if you know what I mean. Like, they went hard on the, like, okay, well, my ability is going to be what I contribute mm. to the culture. And I think that's also what it is, is, like, what you're giving back to the culture. So... If it's, yeah, like learning the skill set well or whatever. Um, but yeah, I don't, it's tough. It is tough because it's now a worldwide culture. So there's, you, we could all pretend like we were there when it started and we were from New York in the 80s or whatever and, and we went through struggle. And if we didn't, or we could, or we could not, even we're just like, oh, I'm not going to be involved in hip hop whatsoever and just leave it alone and go do something else because we're like, oh, well, that's not my culture. I'm never going to be involved. And it's like, is that the answer? Maybe not. Um, 
but then yeah i think there's somewhere in between which is like finding a respectful balance like i said <laughs> this isn't really a definitive answer on that mm -hmm. but um because something you said to me as well in my notes is interesting about um you were wondering if non-black people like should be making a living off of dance if their like black counterparts aren't which is interesting what made you think about that um i mean obviously with the sort of re rebirth or like spike in interest again with the black lives matter movement yeah i think uh there's just been more sort of where it's very very obvious that the the same person with the same like qualifications or whatever same jobs like they're not going to be in the same positions due to like their race mm -hmm. and i i just think since like the culture is is not is a black culture is it something that should sort of be um like the money in the culture should that just be for the creators of it because i think mm. it kind of makes a lot of sense and with the like light feet for example i think cry has been quite uh especially recently he's been saying that it's sort of the people who are making it and the people who are really like true to it from harlem like really like their whole life is light feet mm. it's not just something they do it's like really like who they are yeah and yet they're not the ones making the money from it necessarily mm. so i think a kind of combination of the two has just got me thinking is it really um should non-black people be put um before if their skill set if their achievements are equal to someone else you know yeah bro i'm with you and this is one of them ones i don't really have like a too much of a worldly advice to offer you i'd love to but i think, I think this is also important as well is like admitting when you don't know um yeah it's tough man um i think you're right that this is is a lot of the case is that people are favored for their race um and given opportunities over other people i also think that it's not maybe the right answer to um how do i put this like it may not be the right answer to be like oh i'm just gonna quit my job and give the job to anyone that's black if you know what i mean because i don't think that's mm. ever what black people want necessarily i think it's more mm. being given equal opportunities yeah and i think it's sort of if someone has the the same technical ability and is is able to teach or judge to the exact same standards i think it's more in that situation if you are choosing between a black person or a white person and they're able to do the job to the exact same level yeah uh given that a lot of the money from whether it's uh like hip-hop music yeah yeah at the end of the day the money like the managers half the time are probably not black <laughs> right you know yeah so seeing that most of the money coming from the culture is maybe not actually going to the people who made it if you have two people who could do the job to the exact same extent should the person 
who's more closely tied to the culture be the person getting priority for the job? That is a flipping interesting question, man. I don't know. I really don't know. Um, I don't know where the line is between... Yeah, like, whether it's the right thing to be, you know, reversing it where you where you just mm. kind of favor someone because they're black as opposed to fa- favoring yeah. someone because they're white, if they're to the equal standard, right? But then also it's now the thing where in a lot of places you've got the white privilege where the white person is automatically kind of has a leg up. So then should we try and counteract that by leaning more to, you know, like yeah. it's, it's fucking tough, man. Um, to be honest with you, I think the best thing it kind of goes back to what I said before. The best thing that we can do is to do what we're doing now is question it. Like we don't have to come up with like concrete answers and be like, this is how you do it. Because that situation might be different depending mm. on 10 different contexts. Um, and yeah, I think it's best to not also like, cause we were having this conversation as well about like decentering your voice and stuff like that. And in that realm, I think it's important to not think that we have all the answers because I don't and you don't. <laughs> but what's important is that we're trying to learn. Mm. And I think it's talking to the people that are in those positions and doing them the the work um, kind of behind the scenes or, or behind enemy lines kind of thing. So honestly, bro, I think my advice to you would be like, keep questioning these things um they'll you might not get a definitive answer from anyone i haven't got any definitive answers on any things really from anyone that i've spoken to but over the course of speaking to loads of people over the years you start to build up a picture of and this is what they call like your moral compass Mm -hmm. like where you think the right answer is and then i believe the best you can do is just go with your heart kind of thing and be like I've had a lot of conversations. I've educated myself. I've read these books. I've done this. I've done this. I've learned. I've spoken with this person. I've spoken with this person. I've watched this documentary, whatever it might be, whether it's about hip hop culture or it can be about trans rights. It can be anything. If you're educated and you're moving from a place of good intention, I kind of think that's the best we can do as humans, you know? Um, So yeah, (laughs) that's kind of a shitty answer. Um, but yeah, I think it doesn't mean that we can't be involved in the culture. I just think we have to recognize mm. where our place is in the culture, you know? And I think being authentic doesn't mean... Being authentic doesn't necessarily mean being like how the culture was started. It's being authentic to who you are, right? So it's like, for my example, I... Like growing up, I didn't grow up listening to Tupac or Biggie. I, I just didn't. It's just not the way I grew up. Like I grew up listening to Eminem, Fabulous's first albums, like uh, 50 Cent when he came. Like this was like era where I came in. So for me to pretend I listened to people that I didn't in order to seem more hip hop is not authentic. And I think for me, it's like that. It's like, just be real and be like, if you're like, oh, I didn't. Like, who were your influences when you first started listening to hip-hop? Like, what sort of music do you like? Um, I don't know. I probably started listening to hip-hop after I started dancing. Interesting. Cool. Um, <clears throat> but in terms of hip-hop now, 
Um, there's a couple albums where I just kind of listened on repeat for Sick. weeks. Like who? Um, so Midnight Marauders, okay. Tribal Quest, um, nice. Mad Villainy. Um, so Doom, like I listened to a lot of his stuff. Nice. Um, I think he's just an interesting guy. Born in the UK as well. So, yeah. did you get put onto him from people in the dance scene, or? I think I first heard about him through Tyler the Creator. Interesting, um, nice. So like Odd Future. <clears throat> um, so you heard about him, like, because he's a bit older, right? A bit older yeah. generation. So like, yeah, definitely. someone new kind of put you onto like the history yeah. of it, which is, I think is interesting. Um, That's sick. So I think, <clears throat> I'm trying to think what order it's sort of in. I think maybe Tyler might have came first. Mm-hmm. Um, then Tribe. Then Doom. Um, yeah. I think when I was 10, I first heard about Tyler. Um, so I listened to his music. It was way too, like... That is a very graphic pretend. Yeah, though. like... Uh, <laughs> and also it was at the time where he was still quite... Um, it's before he went all sort of like... Artistic. It's all about the chords and yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it sounded nice. This is like Yonkers and that type yeah, of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. That, what album was that from? Um, I think the first thing I heard was from Goblin. Yeah, that album was vulgar. Yeah, so <laughs> I listened to it and I was just like, oh, I don't think it's for me. It's for me. <laughs> Your young mind was like, yeah. ah! And then when you released Cherry Bomb, yeah. I heard that and I was like, oh, I like this. Right, right. Um, so yeah, so and then kind of through his music, it made you look back. Yeah, so him and like Old Sweatshirt, mm. also from Odd Future. Yeah, yeah. Um, like they've both been quite openly like big fans of Doom. Um, so then I started listening, and I was just like, oh wow, this is actually like pretty good. Sick. Then you sort of find out about him. Yeah. As a person, <clears throat> it's just so interesting. This kind of never really ends. Mm. Um. And then, I'm trying to think who else really I listen to a lot. Um, I have a friend uh, a couple years older who I met through Zoo uh, called Harvey. So if you're listening, then <laughs> yeah. Um, we, I think like, I might have met Harvey. Maybe. He's dancing, um, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Name rings a bell. Anyway, yeah, go on. Yeah, so we speak a lot about hip hop. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much newer stuff. If I'm honest. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I think he might have put me onto Dilla. Nice. Um we kind of just put each other onto to different people and it's uh-huh. sort of like he'd put me onto this and I'd put him onto that. Um but yeah, I think a lot of people are just like, Oh, the kids only listen to old hip hop music to try and be like yeah. authentic, but like there are people who who actually just like the music yeah you yeah. know and do you I, like any of the new stuff um some new stuff yeah like what who, who do you like um <clears throat> i mean i like more have you heard of i don't know there's like uh people in the uk okay who aren't spitting on like t- like it's not grime it's not drill it's sort of uh just hip-hop music okay but uk so people like uh Lord Apex. Um, I know the name. I haven't listened to much. And then he's got a group, uh, Elevation, Meditation. Okay. People like Finn Foxhall, uh, Lewis Culture, Parallel. So what is it about um, this type of stuff that you like? Is it more like um, lyrical? 
Yeah, I mean, I feel it's more sort of hip hoppy than other UK mm. music. Uh, I don't know. It's just uh, nice instrumentals, nice wordplay, nice yeah, yeah, yeah. visuals. Like, I don't know. Do you feel like because you dance, you've got a different appreciation for music? Like it needs to have mm. intricacies and layers and stuff? I'm not sure about that, but it needs to have a a feeling that I like. Okay. A feeling that I'd like to, I don't know. Like a lot of newer music is not either it's the tempo or just the, the flow of the instrumental. Uh-huh. For me, I feel like it's not something I feel like I would enjoy dancing to in the same way. Okay, so do you need your music to, like, you've got to be able to dance to it, or not necessarily? No, not all of it. Right, right. But I think if I feel like I can dance to it, there's a immediate, like, oh, this is something I can get into because mm-hmm. I can hear it, but I can also sort of experience it mm-hmm. um, in a different way. Got you. Uh, so you wouldn't be listening to, like, 6 9 or anything? No. What about, like, any, like, commercially stuff like Nicki Minaj or any of them? No, Cardi B, not until that. No. <laughs> what is it about that stuff that you don't like? It's just too, I don't know. It's too like in your face. <laughs> yeah, I know you mean. It's just too, too much um, going on. It's just too loud and yeah. big kind of thing. That makes sense. Hmm, interesting. Trying to think if I had any more. I always end up talking about music. I don't know how this happens. I feel like I'm like a proper want to be like Joe Budden. <laughs> you watch his podcast? No, I haven't. It's, it's actually yeah. sick. But I always end up like talking about fucking music, and I'm like, okay, back to dance. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm just looking at the notes of the other things that you suggested. Um, you got some notes about like ciphering that you sent me. Mm. Um, what were your thoughts on ciphering or questions um, about ciphering? Or I mean, <clears throat> I think it started more from when I wanted to find out more about house uh, as, a, as a style. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's obviously, like, it's a, it's a club style. Um, but I'm still 16, so I can't actually go to many clubs. Yeah. And I wouldn't know necessarily where to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and sort of I've spoken to some people and they were like, as a area gets wealthier, the, the club sort of get more... Uh, like mainstream and mm-hmm. then the music is is different and it might still be house music but it's not the kind of stuff that's as nice to listen to and right. it's more sort of <clears throat> house you'd hear on like Radio 1 or whatever right, right. Um, so then it's sort of if that's not so much of a thing like clubbing to, to, in the same way it would have been when it was sort of first happening Yeah, it's like how do you sort of get the experience to know what it's like? Yeah. So then I was sort of like, is is a cipher any similar? Like a substitute? Um, How, yeah. When you say ciphering, like where do you, where are you talking about? Like in a studio, in a, like where would you? Um, I mean, like at the side of a battle. Right. A lot right. of the time, like that's just fun to get to know people. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, that's one of the only places I really see people, especially because I don't live too close. Um, but even just like training, just like with people, you're just ciphering. Yeah. You know, like, obviously I know it's, it's not the same, but is that maybe the closest you can get? <laughs> it's 
I don't know a lot about house, to be honest with mm. you, culture-wise. Um, I think in general, it is tough. And I think I've had this conversation before with someone, I can't remember who, whether it was on here or not, about if you're young and you're under 18 and we're banging on about like the cultures and the parties and the clubs and talking about drinking and, and girls or boys or whatever, you know, like it, it's not really... Mm. Uh, it's not the same environment that you're in and it's not the same environment you could even put yourself in if you wanted to you know and not and that also we shouldn't necessarily be encouraging you to you know like i'm not gonna be like yeah you need to sneak into a club and get drunk like no you shouldn't you know um so it's like but at the same time i want to encourage you to find the culture so it's like okay what do we do for someone like you and how do we guide you i guess um yeah i think <laughs> It kind of goes back to like the being a guest in the culture and being authentic and that type of thing. It's like just because that's where the culture started doesn't mean that's where the culture is now. To an extent, it still exists in a lot of styles, you know, like the, you know, the the social element. It doesn't mean that, you know, if you're not in a club ciphering and, and doing it how it was, it doesn't mean that you're not part of the culture. I guess mm. it's about recognizing where the culture is and where you can can be involved you know i don't know that it's a it's a replacement like cyphering i don't know, you know that it's a replacement for the club atmosphere because and it's hard to like translate that to someone that hasn't been out partying and stuff like that it's a different environment cyphers at battles tend to be more competitive and more about like showing the skills mm -hmm. whereas cyphers at parties and clubs there were never so much people analyzing your um movement as much depending on the type of cipher that happens but yeah i think the ciphers that evolved from the party atmosphere evolved let's say because of the party atmosphere and it's a social thing of like watching each other trading dance like exchanging bringing someone else in and it's the social atmosphere so you can if you learn enough about where it came from you can take that element into other places so you can be at a battle ciphering on the side and enjoy the same social element but maybe not in the same way as it was when it started you know um me and clara talked about this i think on the pod about like the importance of like partying and stuff like that and it's like for example i don't really like going out clubbing like i never have um i've never forced myself to to be part of the culture i've i've been out clubbing a lot and i've been out to parties and hip-hop nights and stuff like that and i've ciphered out i i just don't really enjoy that as much um i cipher at battles sometimes but i'm more of a competitive person so if i want to cipher it's like because i want to prepare for the battle or because there's people that annoy me in the cipher and i want to <laughs> i want to go and like invade their space and and you know compete a little bit even if it's not for like judging so i think it's kind of again it's like the intention where it comes from as opposed to what you should or shouldn't do like ticking boxes i think if you're if you're like oh these are people that i want to catch up with even if it's like you're in a studio just jamming and you're, you're doing it that way or if you're at a battle um if it's the social element you're kind of moving from the same intention that the people did when they first started that was about going and finding the scene where are all the house dancers at we're all at this club so we're all going to go there and we're all going to dance and exchange these new moves you're doing the same thing at a battle you know it's just mm -hmm. that the culture shifted and it's in a different place shoot, shoot. and 
there's not much you can do. Like people can look at me and be like, oh, you should have gone to parties and stuff more. Like, cool, I can have that conversation with them. But because I was 18 when I started dancing. For you, it's like you can't go to parties. <laughs> Besides afterwards, there's no way you can go, you know? And you definitely shouldn't be out like getting drunk and, and stuff like that we were around that time or even the people, you know, like these sort of things which contribute, the culture that contributes to to this sort of thing was like sometimes drinking. That's why they were in bars and not in other places, you know? And also like looking for girls or the opposite sex or, or the same sex, whatever, whatever makes you happy. Um, but people were like, looking for stuff like that and that's very adult themed things that influence the culture so it is it is a good question of how to contribute as a kid and how to not contribute how to be involved as as a younger person um but i i think i think you have to be again going back to authenticity again you have to be real about where you're at. Like, what are your motivations? Now, if your motivations are, I want to come and compete. I want to use dance as a business. I want to, um, I want to get a reputation for being good. Like whatever your particular things are, like, I think be real to that and just be aware of the way the culture has, um, evolved. And, you know, you know, when you're, uh, using the culture just to make money and throwing it away like you're not i don't see you as that type of person like mm. you know so it's like i think people have to worry less than they do if they know they're moving from a place of good intentions you know um i don't know if i'm giving you any good answers today i'm just kind of talking but um yeah like i said i can't <laughs> i'm no expert on these things to be able to tell you i would definitely recommend like talking to some of the older um guys especially in the house scene maybe clara have you spoke to clara about this no, or Cash or any of them? No, Frankie. not really. Yeah, um, Clara, Frankie, Cash, if you're listening, give us a comment. <laughs> call in on this. Uh, we should do it live and have them call in. Um, but yeah, oh man, if I had a hook up for my phone, I'd call one of them now. Um, but yeah, I think it's like talk to enough people. Again, going back to this, this is my method. Is like talk to enough people, see what they think. I, they might there might be everyone might contradict what i said they might be like no fuck it sneak into a club <laughs> um but yeah and then just from there it's like you you know you're old enough and and smart enough and skilled enough to be able to make your own decisions and it's like if you know in your heart like i'm trying to be a good person and i'm trying to be a part of the culture in the most authentic way possible you you're allowed to make those decisions for yourself you know um yeah, I think ciphering is interesting. Um, you also were talking about um, learning the skills of ciphering that we, we were discussing. So how do you see a cipher nowadays in your world? Like not how you think it should be, but like what mm. is there? Do you see there being rules to a cipher depending on where it is? Do you see there being an atmosphere of a cipher or how does it feel to you? Um, I think it can sometimes feel really uh, like empty. Mm, interesting. I feel like you can go in. And it just feels, especially because it's mainly at battles. I'm not sure if it's if because it's I'm a kid or, or what, but I'd be in a cipher and it would feel like people are just staring at you just to see like what you're doing mm -hmm. and less sort of like you're trying to, people are trying to interact or, or what. I think I have no clue what sort of, because you'll hear people say like, oh, these people don't know how to cipher or, or whatever. And then it's sort of like, in, my, in the back of my head i'm like am i doing it right mm. so i'm trying to see like what what's the right way to do this but part of me is like i can't learn from observation 
because what if I'm observing a bad cipher? Right. And you don't know how to identify exactly. the good ones. So I think I can tell when some people are good in the cipher because you can see that they don't just go in, do whatever, like step out and just switch off. Mm-hmm. I feel like when that happens, that's when it kind of feels quite, quite dead. Um, but yeah, I'm just sort of. But you don't have anything to compare it to. Now. Exactly. Have you been in ciphers where you felt like, oh, this is a good cipher? Like even if it's like with your friends or like. Yeah, yeah. What I what have like they I looked have. like? The ones that you feel good in, even if you yeah. don't know if they're right or wrong or in terms of the culture. I mean, from the outside, they probably look pretty similar. Okay. Um, I just think there's a bit more engagement and i think that's why if you're in what way in terms of people are are looking they're they're paying more attention to what you're doing more so to um play off of Mm -hmm. instead of just sort of being like these are my moves Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna stare at your moves and see what you do but then i'm just gonna go in and do my moves again Mm -hmm. you know uh maybe i'm explaining it bad no no not at all yeah and where do you tend to find those ciphers where you feel good in um well i mean i was just in sheffield for three weeks okay um doing a film oh nice uh, i got to use Z nation sick so there was a couple of us and most days we would just be going back and forth like just where was that? um like in where the, in the hotel in the hotel yeah um in the car park so oh, nice i think that that felt good because it felt like we weren't there to try and battle each other Mm-hmm. we weren't there to um like it was a very even exchange of i want to see what you do because i know i can learn from you mm. and you're someone i look up to and the other person could be like oh, i like what you're doing too whatever and it, it felt more genuine it felt more like Welcoming. we were trying to push each other with what we were doing right um <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, and have you been in any ciphers where you haven't felt welcome? Yeah. Uh, what sort of? Where were they? I mean, you um, could name names if you want, but <laughs> I mean, even just a boo. Okay. Um, like re- the the most the one in earlier this year. Yeah, yeah, the UK one. Yeah, the, yeah, UK. Yeah. Um, like I understand it was a hip hop cipher, and that's something I'm not as um developed in, but I did sort of feel like I went in. Well, is this was in the breaks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt like I went in. There wasn't anyone I knew. Mm-hmm. I think also there, um, and it felt like they were just sort of. Uh, is this guy gonna finish yet? Do you mm. know what I mean? It felt a bit like like they weren't paying attention. Yeah, and maybe that's just me in my own head. You're like um, feeling insecure, or like they're yeah. not watching. But I don't know. Did it you recognize cool. it was like high level dancers in there, or it was just people that you didn't? It was know? just it was just people, and there was no one. Like, there were people who would then go in and I'd be like, oh, you're sick. But there was no one where I was like, there's no way on earth I should ever be in the same... You didn't feel like that? No, I didn't. Okay. So so you were like, okay, I know skill-wise I can hold my own with everyone yeah. here. And, like, I definitely wasn't the best there, but I feel like I maybe wasn't the worst, or even mm. if I was, I feel like I wasn't too far off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Interesting. But I think it, it just goes back to not knowing what it should be not knowing if I'm doing it right or, you know, there's just sort of a, mm. people say like ciphering is so important and then I'm just sort of like, 
So how, yeah, how, are you going to tell me how to yeah. make it right? Yeah. Um, okay. And where I'm just like asking you more questions before I say anything, but so what do you feel like you want from ciphers? Like you personally, like fuck the culture for a second. Like mm. <laughs> what, what is it that you, when you go to a cipher, what do you want? You want someone, people to encourage you or is it you want to learn or? I don't, I don't think it's necessarily a encouragement. Mm -hmm. I think it's more just, um, you can feel when it's like a mutual, um, interest and you can feel when it's not like I'm in the cipher to learn from you, mm -hmm. but it's sort of like, we're both here. We're both enjo enjoying what we're doing. Um, like, let's just let's kind of like, I'm not there to sort of learn that like that's I'm there because it's fun mm -hmm. mainly like that's the first thing hopefully people are dancing because they enjoy it um and then learning is just sort of like a, a bonus that comes from it right um but I think when it becomes too serious it just loses the enjoyment I guess interesting yeah, I mean, it's tough. I, again, I don't know that there's a singular answer on what ciphering should be. I think it's funny because as much as I would say I'm like an older generation than you, I still I started in the generation of battles. So as much as I partied, but a lot of the parties I've been to in my, in my time have been after events um, or at events, like the after parties for Just To Be Funkin' Stars, blah, blah, blah. I think I've, you know, I've been out to just parties and, and ciphered there, but less so. Like if I go to just a party and it's not attached to an event, I'm like, eh, I'm just here to chill and have a beer, you know, like I'm, I'm not that type of person that goes out dancing in that way. So I think it's, first of all, I think it's different depending on every cipher. Every cipher is different. And that's the first thing is like understanding and analyzing the cipher that you're in. Um... I think it's for me, it comes down to manners. So it's like, I can't say that one cipher is wrong or one cipher is right, but I can recognize manners in the sense of, you know, when you're having a conversation, it's the same thing. You're talking and you can tell when the person's not listening. And you know, this whole, have, have you heard the phrase of like um, listening to, listening to understand or listening to reply? It's like, if you're listening to reply, you're just looking, you're like, okay, what is he saying? Something that I can reply to. Oh, I know about that. And you're like, yeah, well, that is this. And you're just saying something. You're just using what they said to be able to reply, right? So you're not actually listening to their point. And I feel like this sort of thing happens in ciphers or people just don't listen at all. If I say listen in like air quotes where you're dancing and I'm just waiting for my turn. That's rude for me because a cipher isn't like, like, why are we all standing? We could all just spread out and dance at the same time. Like, yeah. if we're not going to watch each other, um, if we're going to make a circle, it's the point is to go in and out mm. and watch. And, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be you respond, but also stuff like that happens where it's like you might do something and then, you know, res uh, like do something that I do and I'm going to want to respond. Or maybe you're going to like maybe poke fun at something I do or call me out. Or even if you're just like, oh, you're just doing loads of footwork and I'm on that vibe and I want to start playing with that. It's like, if you're watching and listening, it's it's kind of like a conversation in that yeah. way. It's like you're all tuned in and keyed in to the same thing. I've also been in ciphers where it's very competitive. And that's if you're all tuned in. And if you when you arrive at that cipher, you analyze and you're like, oh, this is this is some competitive shit. This is some high level stuff. Like I've been in somewhere I felt way I've been 
pushed out of ciphers like hand on the chest like no this isn't for you um i've also just been like danced out of sight like i'm just every time i go in it's like your round you can feel your round isn't good enough to be in this cypher and you're with people that are high level so you're like all right again manners wise like i'll step out it's like people talking about astrophysics and i'm there going like oh yeah i like spaceships like it's like why are you being involved like yeah. have respect to just sit and listen if you don't know what you're talking about you know um so i guess kind of it for me it's that is like analyzing what the cypher is and having be being in a group you know it's like you're not just a person that's there to it's not, we're not giving you a stage to just show off and leave sort of thing that annoys me in a cypher is people that show up to the cypher go in next after the person yeah. that's already in do their round and then leave and go to another cypher yeah. uh, that drives me insane because i'm like there's an atmosphere here you know like you don't know if we take it like the conversation analogy you don't know what we're talking about, what we've been building on. We could be doing a theme. We could be like for the last half an hour, we're all working on footwork or whatever it is. Um, it might be a competitive thing and you might come in and just kill the flow. Um, yeah. You don't know what it is unless you sit back and just take a minute and and, and that sort of thing. So yeah. I think for me, it's more of a manners thing than a, a list of rules of what a cypher should or shouldn't be. I think it's like, okay, if I, you know, understanding like, and it's a bit of like dance language and understanding dance. So I think you would like you would know if I was calling you out in a cipher, mm. I think, without me having to say anything. You would know if I'm going at you. So then it's like you would make the decision of like, oh, I'm not here for that, or I'm going back at, at Luke. Like so it's just that. It's just being switched on and understanding. It's like, you know, if someone's like making fun of your dance or something, like while they're dancing, but you didn't notice because you're looking at your phone or your watch, it's like you're not keyed into what's happening and you're not having manners for yeah the situation i guess um i think you can learn from observation mixed with like listening to what people have to say because <clears throat> i have a certain type of cipher that i like like i love the competitive ciphers i yeah like i like the expression ones and i love just like taking doing long rounds and stuff like that but i love the ones where it's like hardcore energy and people are going back and forth in it i i always used to cipher with poppers because that was like when i think when monsters started they were the ones here every time i go to an event anytime that monsters were in the cipher that was like oh this is good like if i'm going in i've got to bring some shit because they i think it i don't know if renegade taught them how to cipher or if it was just part of them but like nick and breaks and um and boogie and those guys when they were at events it was like oh, if you're in this cipher like don't waste our time kind of thing like without them even saying anything so for me it was like yeah that's what i want like, let's go and i don't like i it pushed me to like do better stuff um but i think it that's what i like and maybe if i go to a cipher and i i don't feel the energy maybe i'm not gonna go in or i'm just gonna go and watch like i think there's again there's like where it started from and how it was at the beginning i can't vouch for that because i wasn't there but then there's also like where it's at now. And I think it's a mix. It's like understanding how people are ciphering that. Sometimes I'll go and there's ciphers, you know, even in like training spots or at events now where I'm like, eh, this isn't a great cipher. Do you know what I mean? Um, but either I'll walk away or I'll just do it and be like, ah, eh, deal with it. Kind of like, <laughs> don't, don't complain because that's just how things are now. So there's a, there's a mix of like, eh, have manners for me, but also if it starts to change and it's like, maybe ciphers are more about like showing off your best moves. It's like, 
who am I to say that that's not how it should be? I don't know. Maybe like it's like the OGs of the, who started it to they're the ones that should be telling people. I'm like, I can I can say what I don't like and I don't want to be a part of that cipher. But for me to tell people like, oh, that's not how you should cipher. I don't know that that's my place. Um, in the house have a cipher workshop actually that they did. I don't know if they well, I mean obviously with Corona they're not doing it, but no. I don't know if they what their plans are with that. But shout out to in the house because they did. I've seen a few times they've done like it's called in the cipher and they do like a whole workshop on. Yeah how a cypher should be and obviously people like clara frankie joel like and troy like they're way more like active and out in the scene than someone like me so they have and just longer experience especially like clara um so that's kind of like a good source of of information so if that ever comes yeah. back look for that because that will be a good education on that i think um but yeah i mean it's it's true that people are like yeah ciphering is important and then they don't tell you how to do it or they're like oh people don't know how to cipher and then they don't like tell you what it should be like i said for me it's just manners it's like if i'm gonna dance like fucking watch me like oh otherwise why are you in this cipher like again like even if i'm in a training spot if we're ciphering and someone's like looking in the mirror practicing their moves i'm like why am I here? Like I can do this. I can dance for myself at home. Like the reason we're here is to exchange and like to grow off each other. And you know, to like, if you're going and it might be that like we're at a training spot and we're ciphering and we've been me and you and, and four other people have been ciphering for like two hours, but I can see every time you go in, you're trying one, one floor move and you keep falling over every time you do it and you keep putting it back in your round. When you do it an hour later and you get it, I'm going to be gassed for you. Cause I'm like, yeah, I seen you trying to work on some new shit and put it in. Um, but someone that's not paying attention, you're not, you don't know, you're just like, oh, cool, nice move. Like, but you're not, you weren't there to, for the whole thing, if that makes sense. So again, it's like a conversation. If we're trying to work to a point where we understand each other or you're trying to explain to me how you feel about ciphers, it's like someone could come in and go, oh yeah, ciphers, yeah, they're cool. And then leave. And we're like, what the fuck? Like, you, you're not involved in the conversation. What are you doing? Like, which is how I feel a bit. Like people just pop in, say something random and then leave. And you're like, Okay, well, we were talking about something else, but cool. Thanks for the con uh, contribution, you know. So, yeah, I think it's, um, I'd say just keep, yeah, keep observing and keep going with what you feel. Like, I think you're on a, you're on the right track with like what you feel is, is um, good or what feels good and what um, you expect from people. Because it's kind of what you just expect from people. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not anything out of the ordinary it's just like oh if i'm dancing watch me otherwise why are we dancing together if you're going in like okay if you're doing all your best moves understand that what you're saying is i'm the best here like if you're going hard then it's like okay well then stay here so i can prove to you no you're not do you know what i mean like that's how i like if we if the, again if there's like five of us ciphering and we're just chilling and you come in and you're banging out your best shit i'm like okay cool like rory's rory's down for it let's go all right, all right. you want to you're like you're saying it in that moment you're saying let's up the level guys like had enough of this chill shit like let's go so then stick around for me to match your level do you know what i mean it's like because yeah. i might outdo you and then you're gonna go oh all right oh right. you want to throw down some that or i might change it and i might start doing popping and i'm like oh have you got a different style you know so it's it's a response thing so if you do that and then leave it's like it's like you just yeah. stuck your head in and went, oh, I'm better than you, and then left. And it's like, oh, fuck yeah. you then, man. Like, you know? Um, so, yeah, I think it just comes down to this stuff and manners and, like, you, you understand basic human decency, I think, from, from what you're saying, you know? So that's the main thing for me is when people do that, it's like, 
what what's the, what are we doing here like <laughs> it, we didn't all just sit down like as an audience for you and we're like anyone want to come and perform for us you know it's like we're all dancing together so let's dance together you know um yeah that's an interesting one um just thinking what else any other things that come to mind with cyphering before we not not really i'm just kind of spewing my thoughts i think it, it the times when it's when it's been good it has been with people i know mm -hmm. so i wonder if that's sort of a part of it there's already a, a respect there so there's not really uh you you automatically trust them i guess Mm, and I yeah. wonder if people maybe and they're automatically already interested in yeah. you and your dance yeah. and then there might also be a bit more openness and then mm -hmm. people are more uh, willing to just like let go and not not stress like oh, I need to make sure I have good rounds in the cypher because I want to impress so and so or mm. whatever you're then just sort of there like I could have some bad rounds and these people are still going to have respect for me so you're not so worried about going ham every time. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, the best times, the best ciphers I've been in have been with people and you. Have you traveled much for like events? Um, Not too much. Uh, I've been to Culture of Hype and Hope okay, twice. Nice. Did you cipher there? Yeah. How'd you find that? Um, It was good. Uh, I think, so there's, ciphering is like, part of the event okay interesting so there's like a battle like a prelim no so the prelims are done like battles mm -hmm. um so they do go on for a while but it's cool because everyone kind of gets that experience yeah, yeah um i've been lucky enough to pass pre-selections both times not in hip-hop but not lucky enough you've been good enough in in, <laughs> in locking the first time Sick. and house the second time yeah um but then there's a whole other room which is just ciphers basically the whole day okay um so someone wins in each style so i think some people go in with the intention not to cipher really but just to be like i'm gonna do my battle rounds mm. in a cipher so that i can try and win and sometimes i find that a bit strange and you can sometimes see it but then yeah i think they're quite good at actually the uh the people who i've seen win have just been the people who are quite honest and genuine in the ciphers they're there basically the whole day and they're really sort of taking what someone's done playing with it mm -hmm. seeing how they can make it their own and i think that's what i like about the event is that it's not just rewarding the person who's taken up the entire space like the person who's not doing five minute rounds yeah, yeah, yeah. and then someone else goes and then you're the next person so no one in. else gets yeah, to yeah. to really experience it experience it um but i've I've enjoyed it there <clears throat> there have definitely been times when i felt again like people are just sort of trying to do a battle round and then they don't really care what other people do but there have been times when you felt like a real everyone's been interested in everyone else had one person come up to me in like a lock in cypher <clears throat> never spoke to them before they started basically doing a whole round to me about playing on like stereotypical british things okay <laughs> so they would be locking and then they were like sipping their tea or oh, whatever nice. and 
waving like the queen and stuff and <laughs> i found that like yeah it was a it was a bit strange yeah 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 but i would prefer that to just someone sort of just, like not interacting with anyone did it feel like hostile or more like funny it felt more like they were just like oh you're from england like yeah 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 this is what i think i know about what like you're they from. weren't like coming at you like no no it right, was right. more of just like especially cuz it's locking up yeah. people are just there to kind of have fun yeah so they just kind of used it as a bit of a like a, Inspiration a starting just, point yeah yeah from where to go mm. and i thought that was like yeah a bit strange but i would prefer that over you just kind of dancing and just yeah you know yeah it's like you know what Stuff like that is like, again, I think it goes back to, I always related to manners and conversation because it's like, if, it's just acknowledging who is around you and who's in the conversation. So have you ever been in a conversation with, say it's just me and you, and then someone else comes and joins us and we're already mid conversation. It's like, we wouldn't just carry on talking. Like we'd ignore, oh, hey, like, oh, we're just talking about uh, ciphers and like, um, yeah, because Rory was saying this. And you bring, like, if you're polite, you bring them in, mm. like, and then, okay, now it's a three-person conversation, you know? Um, unless they kind of signal like, oh, no, 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 like, you guys keep going. I'm just, I just want to listen kind of thing, you know? But usually you kind of acknowledge who's in the conversation and you try not to, and I, and I find it rude when people do that. If I go and join two people and, you know, there's, I don't want to interrupt, but also it's like, hey, like, you're going to bring me in and explain what you're talking about? Or, you know, I always try and do that to other people. So it's kind of like that in ciphers where it's like, you should kind of acknowledge who's around you, you know? It's like, and and what the energy is and and what um like you said locking is like they're having fun so that whoever that was was like having fun with you and knowing that you're from England like that's nice it's like an awareness yeah. of who's around you when you're playing and maybe they wouldn't have done that in a battle where the objective is to one up the person but with you they were just like oh we're all just having fun here so yeah. cool so yeah I just think it's an awareness really and I think that's what a lot of people lack is like especially what you said about five minute rounds bro that is like one of the things that yeah. stresses me the most it's like if you're in a cipher and you're doing these long rounds it's like in a real cipher, you get moved. Like you, get, like someone else will come in and like move you out. And I'm like I say, real cyphers. I mean like with experienced high level dancers, um, they'll they'll move you or make it very clear that your time is done. But a lot of times here, especially, I think it's like a British thing to be super polite. But we just kind of wait it out. Mm. And we're like, doo, 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 doo. Yeah. it's like if you take a whole song in a cipher, it's yeah, like that's, that's the unless that's the vibe. And there's like three of us and we're here for three Each, hours yeah. and it's like, we're taking, we're yeah. doing long rounds. It's like, get on with it, man. Yeah. It's like, you need to learn anyway to be able to say something concisely dance wise. If you know what I mean? It's like, if you need a four minute round to get across, it's like, that's another issue in itself. You know, it's not, and especially again, going back to awareness, if you're not killing it, if you're killing it and everyone's going nuts and you keep going and we want to, you're like, going hard and it's like the sickest round and we're cheering cool keep going ride that wave but when it's just like we're just standing there like like okay like uh, what's happening now then the next song starts and you keep going and it's like <laughs> like yeah you need to understand your audience are dead you know um and and to <laughs> get out and move on um but it all i think for me it all goes back to awareness and manners mm. Is like, are you aware of what the vibe is and what the people around you are there and what they're doing? And is it the manners of like, all right, there's people in here that haven't had a go. I try to, even when I'm ciphering, not in the competitive ciphers, because that's a different um, vibe. I'm not like trying to be nice there necessarily. I'm trying to show I'm better than everyone, <laughs> even if I'm not. Um, but in the training ciphers, party ciphers, even at events, 
I try to bring it like if someone hasn't had a chance to get in or like younger kids that maybe don't feel they're a bit mm. nervous to jump in and find their spot. I'll try and bring them in. I've done that in ciphers where it's been competitive ciphers and it's like the prelim is a cipher. And I'm like, the times when I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm getting through, like uh, I've done enough like <laughs> to get through. Or if I haven't, like I'm nothing I do at this point is going to get me through. I'm like, let me try and help someone else. If I know there's like a little kid that's like, oh, I haven't had my chance and there's 10 minutes left. I'm like, I'll try and bring them in. It's like, just be aware of what's around you and, you know, have a bit of manners. But um, yeah, I think also different countries have different atmospheres of ciphers. That's what I found anyway. Maybe now it's different. I don't know. But I remember the first time I went to Paris, that was scary, man. Like, also when I went, like, people were just scaring me before I ever went of like, this is a different energy. And I was like, oh, but like Paris is like a lot more hardcore competitive ciphers I found. Anyway, I was at battles. I didn't go to like mm. clubs or anything. Uh, no, I've been to clubs in Paris. But I, yeah, I don't remember the ciphers there as much. But the ones I'm talking about was like at battles in Paris. And it was like, holy shit. Like, because also I didn't know anyone. It's a bit different. The energy was very like, let's go. And I was like, oh, damn. Um, but then it's like, yeah, I've been to other places where it's like the ciphers are like the most welcoming thing I've ever been in. And everyone's like, hey, man, welcome to our country. What's your name? Like, and then, you know, you get England where it's not quite either. Um, so I think also that's something is like we all have our own cipher cultures. And I think the more yeah. that the scene grows, like things are different. But also it goes back to being aware. You have to join a cipher and be like, okay, I'm in a new country. I don't know these people. What's the vibe here? Oh, everyone's trying to beat each other and everyone's mad competitive. All right, let's go. Or no, that, that ain't for me. You know? Yeah. Just being aware. Um, I'm trying to think of what else was on the notes of what to talk about. Uh, or what else I want to pick your brain about. Anything else on your mind? Not particularly. I mean, going back to like Paris. Yeah, yeah. So... I was there with KFAM for Sick. I Love This Dance. Oh, yeah. You guys performed, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the performance was... Had an interesting start. Oh, yeah? Um, it looked good. I saw the video. It looked yeah, cool. Yeah, there's... Uh, if you see the beginning, there's basically people weren't, didn't move out the way for us to get on. Oh, shit. To get so, onto the stage? Yeah. So a couple... Because it was just on the same floor. Everyone was sat at the same uh. level. So we just had to, like, kind of... Tried not to probably kicked some people's heads Damn. and then you see me at one bit just like doing this step really big to try and get into where i was meant to be um but the, yeah the rest of the experience was good <laughs> it's kind of what hooked me on traveling nice but we went to <clears throat> la place okay um uh where's that in paris uh i think okay. i think it's called la place um Not but yeah there cat. was the 106 i'm not sure i just no, 104, sorry. No. Um, anyway, yeah, look like, it's like an open training spot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the cypher was basically just like the KFAM people, Kieran, and that I think everyone else's people, Kieran, knew. Okay. So it was a lot more sort of welcoming because they were like, oh, they're my friend's students. You right, know? right. Who, what sort of people were they? Um, I think a lot of them were some, from like Light Feet Guys oh, in, okay. right, in right. France and stuff. So it wasn't like a super high, well, no, they were high level, but they weren't sort of the famous French people. Right, right, like, right. It's them, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so that felt welcoming, but yeah, there was no ciphers. And it was also in the training spot. Mm. So I thought if it was at a battle, it could have been a, a different environment. 
Yeah. And I think also the more people travel, the more you start to gain friends in other countries. So it's not yeah. the same as like showing up like no, no one yeah no like I, I haven't been to paris in years and i haven't competed in paris in a long time but i feel like if i went to a battle there i'd probably know one or two people do you know what i mean like and i think the more people tend to travel and integrate like you're gonna get more of that worldwide community vibes as opposed to like mm. each place is separate and like you said yeah. it's like oh you've got a friend who teaches you who's my friend or i've got a friend who knows your friend and like so we're not complete strangers really yeah. um yeah, so that's that's going to change the atmosphere as well. But yeah, yeah, I think traveling is like definitely something that you gain a lot of like worldly experience in the dance culture, but also in life. But um, yeah. yeah, like seeing how other people do it. Me, like some of my best friends was I've made from like the, the stint where I was traveling around for battles and stuff. So yeah, it's, and it's nice to like, if you vibe with someone in Cyprus, it's like you go and chat to them afterwards and like hang out mm. or go for food. And it's like, it's that's kind of like, there's a whole side of the competition culture that isn't in competitions if you know what i mean and i guess that's yeah. also going back to the like social aspect is like all these like training there with those guys and um doing the performances and stuff and it's all like the added social stuff around just battling you know so that's interesting um thinking what else did i want to ask you about your perspective how's things but just i should have started with this how's things been with corona for you because that's a different experience for someone of your um, age i feel like I think in some ways it has a bigger impact and in some ways it has a smaller impact mm. because like my exams were cancelled. Okay, right. It didn't really mean too much to me. Cancelled completely or yeah, postponed? They just didn't happen. So wait, so you didn't do GCSEs? No. So but you go straight to A levels? Yeah, so our <laughs> grades were given based on like mock results. No way. Yeah, like uh, class and teachers do you feel lucky <laughs> like, um, i'd feel well happy with that <laughs> i think i did worse than i would have done right okay right, right so that's but, it didn't give you the chance to yeah, do better but i still did like w well enough i missed out on the whole stress of doing exams so i'm not really it's like yeah you you gain you know? something lose something <laughs> um, and it was this time would always be a transition time mm. going from gcscs to a levels so i don't feel too badly affected interesting um and I, I was gonna have a long summer anyway so i just had one that was even longer yeah. but it, it's been weird because the first couple months one felt really quick and two i didn't really see anyone mm. because we were meant to just be at home right um but i think i hadn't I haven't been doing anything long enough to have enough momentum for this to kill it. Right. You know, like this summer was going to be the summer I wanted to kind of kickstart <laughs> momentum battle-wise. I wanted to go to summer dance and then yeah. later on in the year, like Flavorama and stuff, that's all cancelled. But because nothing really picked up too much, then I'm just like, oh, okay, next year will just be that year. Mm, Whereas I think... For some people where they were really like just about to kind of solidify themselves as a high level dancer or mm. whatever if they were just about to get there then corona came and suddenly it's just sort of like not back to the start but there's a, a big setback i feel like mm. at 16 you haven't done enough for it to really affect you too much interesting 
Yeah. So it doesn't, like, in terms of future-wise, it doesn't worry you too much because you're like, by the time I kind of get to wanting to be doing this full-time, everything will be back? Um. Well, I'm scared when people say, like, oh, we might still be dealing with coronavirus in, like, two years' time. Because yeah, yeah. I'm like, that's two years I can't travel, <laughs> yeah. really. Two years that battles won't really be happening. Yeah. Two years where my school experience would just be weird mm. and messed up. Um, but I don't know. I don't really see how this can last for so long in some yeah. ways. Um, some people say that I'm just kind of in the back of my head. I'm like, I'm hoping this is just like a exaggeration so that people kind of take it seriously. Yeah. Right. For like, now. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> We're all hoping that to be honest, but, I think if that does become the truth, it will definitely have a big impact because at the moment it's just put everything on pause. But if it extends for too long, it won't be a pause, but it will just stunt the growth. Yeah. Of like the industry. Yeah. And like, I think just of my generation as a whole, like we won't like people start, my sister starting university but she has no clue how it's really going to be. Like, I might be doing my entire A-levels 50% at home. Mm. So I think for now, that's fine. Yeah. But if it becomes a bit more long-term, it could really, um, I don't know, just leave us not really knowing what to do. Well, yeah, I agree. And I think we're all thinking that. I mean, a lot of us a lot of us old people have like work and stuff you know yeah. and it's like that's a whole nother thing because at least you know your school are going to try and sort something out for you yeah. to learn whereas work it's like yeah. <laughs> it's on us to get the work so that's what's tough yeah. um yeah i think we're all worried about it to be honest mate like <laughs> i think we're all thinking oh how long is this going to go and i hope it's more exaggerated and then you hear that things are getting better and then you hear they're not getting better and it's like i think i'd i like I'd like to trust scientists in a way like that we're in a, we're in, I mean, obviously this is the case because we're at our point, but like we're in the best possible time for science and technology. So it's like, if anything is going to be solved, there's people working on it. Do you know what I mean? And like, obviously 20, 30, 50 years in the future, the technology would have been even better, but it's better Mm. that it happened now than, hundred years ago. Do you know what I mean? Like we we'd be in a much worse position mm. hundred even just day to day, like if we didn't have TV and Netflix and stuff. But um yeah, also in terms of like them dealing with the virus, I'm like I just have to hope and trust that the people yeah. who have been spending their life uh training mm. to figure these things out do that. Yeah. Um I think the one good thing is like the even you know i think things will change as opposed to stop so like say with your generation and you were saying about like you're coming into a culture where everything was about the events but you know even already stuff is like that like you know tiktok online battles like all this stuff like for better or for worse the culture will change it may not stop it will just be something different and there'll be different ways like you guys may super embrace the online uh battles and instagram and and stuff like that um yeah yeah um i don't hope i hope online battles aren't a thing same for too long <laughs> yeah 
I don't love that. I've done three. Yeah. Um, I don't really plan on doing any more. <laughs> yeah. Um, the first one I did the Pure House online battle. Yeah. Um, that was kind of quite early on in lockdown. I'd seen online battles happening, but hadn't done any. I was like, oh, this is cool. Mm. Um, Arunas was it's obviously his event, and he's someone who I rate and respect. Yeah. And I thought it'd be a cool event to be part of. And there were other people I respected and rated competing yeah. as well. Um, I ended up winning Sick. that one. So I was like, oh, maybe, maybe I'll try another yeah, one. Yeah, you feel good after um, that. <laughs> next one was uh, organized by Elvia from oh, yeah, Spain. Yeah. Uh, Kieran was judging. So he was like, oh, you may as well. It's prelim. Mm. Um, I think it was Kieran, Camille and angelica mm-hmm. and i ended up winning that too Come so on. i was like oh that's a, that's yeah, a good online battles ain't so bad <laughs> yeah but the next one was then the league online battle when it was on instagram live yeah so suddenly i was like i don't have this time to sort of think about what i'm doing yeah right but then i also don't have the the atmosphere to give me the the hype or the to energy. be able to spontaneously yeah. push it yeah and then I was stressing for like the whole day because it's a bit um, like obviously it's Capella's event. So and you see when you see some of the other people who've been in it, mm. you're sort of like, this is a, a high level thing. Um, so then I was more stressed for that, definitely. Um, and after doing those three, all three, I was still pretty stressed because whether you only have one chance, that's stressful. Yeah. If you have three hours to film a video that's stressful too because you have the time to sort of look back and be like that wasn't good or i like this round but this one bit ruined it yeah yeah so you're sort of like do i do it do it again and risk having the rest be not so good yeah yeah um but yeah i don't plan on doing more (laughs) yeah i mean i yeah i don't not i don't like them but i don't want to watch them to be honest (laughs) i don't feel Like I want to tune in the same way as I like would sit and watch all the summer dance battles like after they happen, but I don't really want to do that in um yeah yeah yeah. And I think it takes the reasons I go to battles out of the battles. Mm. Um, like all the social aspect, yeah, basically, and even like the interaction. Like you don't even get to. I know some rounds are just one round each, but you don't even get to sort of feed off of yeah the round because. You haven't seen the round when you're filming yours. Right, right. So you're just doing, you're just showing. And in that just, case, I just guess. just dancing to a song yeah. in front of a camera. Yeah. And, and why not just that do off. that and post it on Insta? Like, why? Exactly. Yeah. But it's also, mm. yeah, it's a weird, weird one. I also don't like that you have to post your pre-selection on your Instagram page. Right. I feel like it would be better if it was just submitted. Send it in and they post it. On yeah. It. yeah. Um because i don't think it's too necessary um yeah and, and it's then a, it's suddenly a... you have a couple posts and they're all you in your bedroom <laughs> yeah it's it's a very also like transparent way of the battle trying to get followers yeah they want you to post it so that your followers see you and go and check on their battle um which is like okay cool but hide it a little bit <laughs> don't make it so obvious um yeah i get you that that's a bit of a uh 
Yeah. I think that's another reason I wouldn't have done online. But yeah, like if it's just film a video and send it in, I'm like, oh, yeah. right, cool, I can do that. But I don't think I would yeah, mm. post on my thing for the pre. And then yeah. it's like you have to post each round or I don't know. Like Yeah, that's why I liked Pure House because it was a, a nomination instead of like a pre-selection. So they basically people would comment like a username and the flag of the country. Nice. So they picked one person from each country. So okay. because of that, I was just straight into the first round. Oh, cool. So everyone, like no one prelims. Mm. The prelim was Do they just, check your videos or they just, um, whoever nominates, they just... I'm not too sure. I'm not sure if they took each nomination and decided from those or if it was who was nominated most or, mm. or what, but... Um, I think that's why I was like, oh, okay, I can do this. Nothing was posted on my Instagram. Um, I didn't like the fact that it was two judges mm. and an Instagram poll. Um, that's interesting, though. I I didn't yeah. like the poll aspect because at a normal battle, I mean, summer dance. That's what I was gonna say. Like summer dance, but, they would ask the um, Like most other battles, the audience isn't a judge True. um and especially on instagram it's sort of like if i'm entering with 100 followers and my opponent has a hundred thousand they're gonna i could have smoked that person but they're gonna get more but they're likes. gonna get the audience vote true true i mean yeah i think people yeah. are probably just trying stuff out because um it's a new format yeah um and yeah some things are not gonna work mm. and some things are yeah i don't think i'd like that either but even watching summer dance I mean, it was nice to see, but a lot of the people you watch the videos on YouTube for mm. weren't entering. Right, right. I don't think the level was as tall as high. Right. Um, I didn't want to enter because I don't want my first summer dance to be an online one. Online. Yeah, that's the hard thing. It's like it's and it's always like that when people are like pushing something into a different realm for whatever reason. It's like or starting a new venture or whatever, like the first few ones, it's like you need time for people to be convinced that mm. this is the new way kind of thing. So I can imagine that being hard. I'm not necessarily a fan of watching those battles either or entering. But yeah, it's true what you said. It like takes away most of the reasons why you enter a battle and now yeah. we're just posting videos to each other and it's like, well, I might as well describe my round to you on Twitter. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then I drop to the floor on beat. It's like, okay, like it's like, this is not yeah. the direction I want it to go in. Um, yeah, well, hopefully things will start to get a bit better. Fingers crossed, man. Like, I don't know where, which direction it's going to go. But yeah, I didn't think of it from that. In that, I, I thought it might be more scary from your perspective. But I guess also like it can be the other way where it's like talking about Corona, where it can be like, OK, well, this is just like I haven't started. There's nothing yeah. to lose. There's no momentum exactly. to kill kind of thing. Um, yeah, it's so weird because everybody's having a different experience with this because they're all in different places in their mm -hmm. career and their life. So, yeah, man. Um, let's see a few things before we finish. I don't know. Is there anything that you feel like that maybe is people don't understand or don't or that is misunderstood about your generation or? you partic particularly in the scene anything that you're like oh they never like what you're saying about ciphers like mm. anything else you're like they never listen to us <laughs> um not so much about that I, I think people listen yeah not sure how much they 
like I think people hear us. I'm mm. not sure how much people listen necessarily. Um, <clears throat> Anything, any topics that come to mind where you're like that where where that's the case? Um, I'm not a massive fan of kids' battles. Interesting. Um, Speak on it. Let's go. <laughs> I think. I mean, I've been lucky that I started off in locking. Mm-hmm. There's not really a big lock, UK locking scene, mm-hmm. so I was kind of forced to be in adult battles. Okay, right. But <clears throat> because of that, I'd much rather battle an adult than a kid. Why? Because one, especially being a kid, uh-huh. if I lose, I'm like, well, they're an adult, of course. Right, cool. right. So you feel so better. There's, there's less stress, mm-hmm. but also, I think if I only battled kids, um. And if kids only battled kids, the kids would be worse. Interesting. Because I think if you're in a battle, you get to you pass prelims. Mm-hmm. You don't choose who you're against. Mm-hmm. So when I went to culture, my first round I was against Karim in house. Okay. So I was like, okay, I need to have a really, really, really good first round. Because if I if I'm gonna have any chance of winning this battle, I need to like have a sick yeah. round. But I think with kids, especially if it's just like a UK thing or, you know, I think unless it's all styles, which is also another thing I'm not a massive fan of. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, are there 16 high level kids mm. who do house? You know, and yeah. like there are 16 kids that do house, but, like, are, but they... are they all at like a high level? Um. And I think that if I only battled kids, then I don't think I'd be where I, where I am. Yeah. The I would say the the response to that, not necessarily my response, but the response could be that it's like because you're good, you can get through prelims and you can compete with adults, mm. right? Someone that's maybe, oh, and also maybe you're a bit more resilient than the average person but if you're 15 16 year old and like you've been to like 27 battles and every time you've got your head kicked in or you just haven't passed through prelims you're going to start to feel a bit like Mm. down i think Mm. and i think the kids battles maybe it's like it gives kids a chance to battle who maybe would never for the next like i guess if you say you're 13 it might be like another six years before you get a chance to compete with the adult you might not get through prelims for six years you know so in that way that's i think maybe the intention yeah is like for these kids that aren't going to get through because it's like you can enter an adult battle and have a chance of getting through but there's a lot of kids that wouldn't because they're just not as good Mm. but then also what you're saying is that the reason you're good is because you were forced to be pushed into that Mm. level of people and like you weren't the bar wasn't lowered i guess so that's i'm just evaluating the argument i don't necessarily have I think they definitely serve a purpose, mm. and I I see why they're there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and you just don't like them particularly. I think, I think I I was fine with them before, mm-hmm. but I think now that I'm able to compete in an adult basketball, yeah, I'll prob- I know I probably won't pass in hip hop, just because I'm not really like at that level yet. Um, house is like a maybe same with locking. Mm. Um, but I'd much rather mm, like 
I'm not sure the answer about all that's too hard and too easy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I see that. For, especially from a level of like wanting to progress. Yeah. Um, I think... What was I going to say? I think that... Oh, I was going to ask you. Would you rather then have an amateur category and a professional category? So like if it's your first maybe mm. one or two times entering a battle, you enter the amateur category, no matter what age you are. And then if you're even if you're young, but you're of a higher level, everybody who like that kind of thing. Um, or do you not think it should be separated or you just think everyone should be thrown in the deep end and forced? I don't know. To? I think like, like I, I said, it's sort of, I understand why there are kids' battles. Yeah. I just wouldn't prioritize a kids' battle anymore. Mm. Um, but with that, I think if you're an adult trying to get in, like, there's no, there's kids' battles. But if the reason is so that kids can kind of get the experience and not sort of just like be like, oh, it's too hard or, yeah, yeah. you know, and then leave, then. I don't see why the same isn't there for the adults. Like you said, like, Mm -hmm. so I don't know. Yeah. So if it's like giving a a chance to people that wouldn't get a chance to battle, we should do that for the adults if we're going to do that. Yeah. And I guess it depends. Maybe there's people think like they're adults, so they can kind of just handle it, see it more of a thing of like, I didn't get in, so I need to work harder. Right. But you're saying like kids can do that too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't don't want to sound super like, get over yourselves or yeah. anything because I, I very i don't think i would have got into it if i didn't do a couple kids battles before mm-hmm. um but yeah i just think once you get to a certain point i don't see what the point of entering mm. a kids battle is interesting yeah yeah i see that but most of the time i can't enter now because it's like under 16 yeah yeah so i'm sort of i'm happy that i've already experienced the adult battle and i'm not now being dropped in the deep end thinking like oh i'm I'm quite good mm. and then you battle someone who's an adult and you're like uh what do i do I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't yeah. win the battle or whatever you know interesting do you feel like you ever get like more uh like people are more favorable towards you because you're young in battles um i hope not <laughs> uh i do sometimes think it has happened yeah um I'm not sure if that's just because I didn't think my round was that good. Right. Um, but then people like it, so you're like, oh, is this yeah. just because I'm young, like you're saying this? Yeah, I think it's it's hard. I've always kind of second-guessed myself and what people have said about myself. Mm, how come? So, like, I don't know. Right. I think I've just kind of... I'm a lot quicker to say, like, Oh, I got lucky that this happened. Or um, instead of being like, oh, I was good enough to mm. be in this position. Um, so I think that's probably part of it. Um, yeah. But I'm also, I'd much rather someone was honest with me mm-hmm. than like not just so that I felt better. Like I'd rather not pass pre-selections. Right. And be like, yeah, you just weren't good enough. Then, then be like, Oh, well, I thought you. I thought I'd put you through because, uh, you know, like maybe it'll get because, you hooked or yeah, yeah, yeah. like help you learn. Because they thought that, like, maybe like if people think you're younger, they think they can't just be honest with you and say, "Yo, yeah, you weren't good enough." Like, definitely. get used to it, kind of thing. 
But I feel like maybe the mentors that you have, like in Kieran and Cash, yeah, people definitely. like that, are, like yeah, I, I feel like they're not known for being <laughs> no, <laughs> being yeah. kind for no reason. Yeah. Um. So that's good. At least, at least you find your found your tribe with that. That like they're gonna give you the real responses. But yeah, that's an, that's an interesting point. Is maybe we shouldn't be mm. too scared, or should we shouldn't like sugarcoat things too much for the kids and just mm. tell them if they're not good enough. But then I can understand why people do. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. I think that's the hard thing. There's just not really. I think it all comes down to people not really having an understanding of the perspective of the people, like the kids competing. You know. Yeah. Which is why I wanted to talk to you personally. <laughs> well, but, look at the way that came full yeah. circle. <laughs> but then but again, yeah. it's like my perspective could be different to someone. Of course, else. but that's the same with so, anyone that's been on. The same with me, yeah. like anyone that's been on the podcast. Like we're all talking on things from our particular perspective. Yeah. I can just like, you know, after thirteen or so years dancing in London, I can speak a bit on the London scene. I also am very aware that I'm only speaking from my perspective, mm. my friendship groups, my things that I've seen. There's so much I miss. The same with you. Like you can speak a bit on being a young dancer in the scene. You're not going to speak for everyone, mm. but you know, you have a bit more than I, I can't speak for a young dancer the same way you could, you know, and it's the same way someone from Germany can't speak about the London scene as well as I can. Like we go, we all have expertise and we all like also don't have, have the ability to speak for everyone. So it's all good, man. Doesn't mean we shouldn't have opinions and say what we're feeling um cool i think that's a lovely way to to wrap it up um you got anything coming up or what's anything dance wise any battles nothing there no. like no because you're not doing any more online ones yeah um so now just waiting for a levels basically basically yeah sick all right well thanks for coming through and having a chat man super appreciate it. Yeah. i didn't realize you came all the way up from like near southampton is that what you said yeah yeah, yeah. which is like oh that's super nice <laughs> that makes me happy that it was worth it for you um yeah check rory out on instagram he's super dope um and if he has like a few posts on there of him in his bedroom it's not his fault it's, it's the online battles <laughs> um and yeah man i'm wishing you a lot of luck with what's coming up with with life and and getting through this time same with everyone like we're all going through it in a different way i think and it's all tough i mean we're a bit better now we're out of lockdown but yeah, it's a bit it's a bit shit for everyone in, in their own way. And yeah, man, I think we've all got to kind of just chat about it and be there for each other and yeah, all that all that lovely lovely stuff. Um but yeah, we shall wrap it up and I'm trying to think if there's anything else to say. Like, comment, subscribe, all that shit. Um let me know if you like the episodes, let me know if there's anyone else that you'd want on. Let me know if you're watching, if you're listening, where you are listening and where you're watching. Uh, let me know any feedback, etc., etc. Um, so yeah, anyone you want to shout out? You want to say hi, mom? <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, do you have a do you have a crew? Are you in a crew? Um, I'm in K Fam. Oh yeah, K Fam. Yeah, um, shout out K Fam. Yeah, Mr. and then Kieran obviously Nation was kind of the the big starting point for yeah, everything yeah. so so yeah. big thank you to Zunation yeah. for, for bringing Rory into our lives um, alright man we'll wrap it up there thanks again for coming appreciate you uh, would give you a high five but Corona so we'll stay over here <laughs> alright catch you next week everybody with someone else who I don't know who they are